You're listening to the Ranger Things Podcast. Ranger Things. We're recording on Sunday, September 10th, 2023. I'm Carlo Montagnino, and I'm joined by Brendan Lyons. Hello. And David Pacheco. Hey, everyone out there. We got a lot, not a lot. We got some stuff to talk about. <laughs> uh, mostly old Rangers. But yeah, that's that's it. There's not much going on. It's, we're really getting close to the season. Um, but before we get into that, as always, you can visit rangerthingspodcast.com and subscribe for free to get access to more content, newsletters, and more. You can also follow us on Twitter, rangerthings23, or send an email to contact at rangerthingspodcast.com. You can subscribe to the show using your favorite podcast service, and if you do, we'd appreciate your ratings and reviews. All right, let's get into it. Guys, we're close. We are close to awesome. We are close to the start of the season. We got players on the ice. The ice is the MSG ice is painted. It's down. It's frozen. Are are, are we getting excited? Are we getting pumped yet? I am. It's it's. I I have I've been on vacation, so I haven't really thought about it much. But now that I'm like sort of settling back into my regular life again, it's all I could think about. Like we're like there's gonna be hockey this month. Yeah, we're. I'm like champing at the bit for this. I I've just got nothing else going on, frankly. So I'm just dying for hockey to start. You're not pumped for Monday Night Football tomorrow night? Well, uh, the Browns won. They won the Battle of Ohio today, so I'm a little excited for that. But uh, well, who's playing tomorrow night? Jets Bills, baby. Jets Bills. That's a big game. That's a Battle big game. New York. Are you, right out of the gate. Right out gonna, of the gate. You gonna recap that for your Jets podcast? Uh, absolutely not. No. Okay. Not <laughs> but yeah, okay. I, I might watch that. Um, Paramount Plus. Oh, that's what channels uh, Monday Night Football on? Uh, ESPN. ESPN. Oh, yeah. okay. I'll, maybe I'll watch it. David, yeah, any... I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> so you're excited for football? You have that at least to hold you over. But hockey, you're excited yeah. for? No, no, you're not excited for football. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's whatever at this point. You know, whoever wins, it really doesn't affect me. If the Rangers don't win, it you know, my another year of my life is lost. So, yeah, no, just let's get hockey going. That's the most important sport. Dave needs Dave needs the Rangers to perform. <laughs> like Dave's sports fandom is just like it's at all time lows. It's like hanging on by a thread. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Mets. Every year, the Mets just they just strap it on and give it to Dave and the rest of and the rest of the Mets fan community. And no then he's like, yeah, and then he's a fucking Broncos let's ride guy. Hey, at least I got to see three Super Bowls in in my adulthood or teenager to adulthood. Did you remember the time that me and you went to? Uh, Broncos, Jets, and those drunks. We couldn't find our car after the game, and those drunks followed us around the parking lot trying to pick a fight with us. Yeah, and your ex girlfriend picked up a beer bottle and smashed it, and <laughs> yeah. she's ready to go. Yeah. yeah, she's down, and she's a Jet yeah. fan. And I was like, "Oh, thank yeah. you. You're the best." Yeah, she she was ready to shake somebody, and I was like, "Let's all just let's just chill. This is not." Yo, the the biggest thing was I didn't say a fucking word. No, you just all. existed. You just existed. I, yeah, in I just front had a, these drunks. I had like my Ed McCaffrey jersey on or some shit like that, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> no, that's you, it." You were wearing the fucking old school Broncos like pullover starter oh, jacket, like <laughs> the Broncos. You, don't you have like a you have like a Broncos puffy jacket, like a starter jacket? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I like, did, I did. Yeah. That was yeah, that was a long time ago. That shit was awesome. Dude, remember starter? Remember yeah. starter fucking hockey jerseys? <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. I had like a was it was was it starter that was making jerseys when the Panthers became an expansion team? I believe it was. I think it was. I think it was, I thought it was towards the mid or late nineties they started making them because I know they had like 
the first like um the black Rangers jersey where it had just the Rangers written down uh, uh, yeah. diagonal across the chest. I hated, I, remember, I hated that. I remember yeah, when the, I remember the Panthers when they first became a team, my uncle got me like that old school, that original Panthers jersey. And if if my memory serves me correctly, that was a starter jersey. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think I had a starter Rangers jersey as well. Like they were yeah. making they were making like yep. fan apparel for sure. So John, my old roommate, our friend John, shout out to John. Oh, I saw him today. Yeah, John's actually he's he's one of our uh he's one of our uh dozens of listeners. One of our dozens of <laughs> our tens of listeners. John, we're gonna have to have John on the on the, the show just so we could say something like cheesy like First, first time, long time. Uh, anyway, John famously has a Ranger starters jersey that he's had since like the ninth grade, and I don't know how the fuck it still fits him. But like he, like it's one of those just like no name on the back, just the old you know, the the old white home jersey starter that he just wears for every single Ranger game since the ninth grade. God bless him. God bless. Yeah, saves him about cool. cool grand. Yeah, yeah to, to be fair, his, he hasn't like his body type hasn't changed. I mean, I've known him since like freshman year of high school, so his body type he's been you know tall and 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 slender for the majority of his life. John, he's shout good out now, man! You. I see him at the gym. Shout out to you and your body type, John. Let's get let's get into some news here. John, John, I hope we'll move, John, John, we're gonna quickly move past your body type, John. John I, hope, I, I, I hope you do. I hope you like. I hope you're doing a, like squats while you're listening to this. Just in the gym, getting a set in while you're listening to us talking about Yo, your body. Sh- shout out to his personal trainer, Jonathan. He's he's a Leafs fan. He's he's from Toronto. So I, I actually would like to get to talk to him about our later news that we get to. So, so Dave, Dave, quick question before we get into Tyler Mott. When you're in the gym and you see John, right, known listener, um, does he – And he, friend. And Fred, of course, and Fred, but like I'm saying, like he's listening to the podcast, probably. Mm. Is he listening to it in the gym and like staring at you? No, 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 no. He, he usually comes up and we, you know, we chat for a bit and, you know, he talks about it, his thoughts on, on the podcast and everything, you know, some, some nice fan friend feedback. Um, yeah, no, I, he, well, he's got a personal trainer, you know, that he sees there. So he, he can't have like headphones and he's got to be listening to, to them and and all that stuff so you know it, it would be cool i listen to the podcast sometimes at the at the gym push harder eh? it's either it's either our podcast or the action boys you Shout need another rack boys. on that bar hey <laughs> he doesn't sound canadian he's just like <laughs> he's just like, he's got that neutral accent that non-existent accent you know nice right. guy all right john we'll talk soon um tyler mott he <laughs> signed to tampa bay for eight hundred thousand a year. This is after remember Mott Ma got that new agent. And he Maddie got too Motti. That's a, this is I mean we'll see him in March. This is no, this is like this is no he won't. That's it. Fucking this is puke face emoji for Brendan. Because <laughs> like fucking, you know, I love Chris Drury, but I think in this instance, Drury maybe like he like Drury hit one too many times. And like that's it, we busted in you know on the mod hand because Tampa is not going to deal him. Tampa is a playoff team. So in yeah, re- no, he's he's staying there. in reverse order of Drury's two biggest mistakes. It's the Buchnevich trade and then not signing Mott. I think you know if if what what confuses me is if we were going to go out and sign a bunch of eight hundred like eight hundred to nine hundred thousand dollar fourth liners, and that's what Mott. You know, Mig was not looking for more. He was back. looking for two. If he was looking for more and just settled for eight, that's one thing. But like, I don't know. I feel like if Mott was able to, if if, if Mott was willing to accept eight hundred thousand dollars, then why didn't we sign him and just fucking relegate somebody to the depths of the the AHL? You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. I mean. It's a, it's sad to not have him back. Yeah, you're probably right. Tampa won't trade him, but there's always next season. We try again. But he he did sign for 800k in in Tampa, right? Yes, for for the one season. Yeah, for one. Yeah. 
again, another show me deal. This guy, I mean, how many times does he have to show everybody? I don't know. Things are weird right now. Just things are weird with, you know, every team, all but a few teams are in cap hell. I don't know. How much of this is on Mott for, you know, maybe being a little bit unrealistic about what he was going to be able to get? I think he had, I mean, I think he had a good season and he thought maybe, oh, the cap's going up. I can sneak in somewhere for two million. But like you said, no one has two million to give a third, fourth liner. Third liner, if he's lucky. Unless you want to go to Anaheim or the fucking the desert. Right. But I think he's like, he, I think he wants to contend clearly. Or at least be someone that's going to deal him. Right. To the Rangers. But, well, he missed that boat. Well, my, uh, we'll miss you, uh, but and on to another ranger that uh, is no longer here, but someone who we remember maybe fondly. Actually, I, I want your opinion on this. This uh, Michael Delzato, he he retired recently. Ooh. I'm just gonna go through a, a, some highlights. He was a first rounder for the Rangers, 20th overall. Uh, he had 262 points in 736 games. And, you know, after 2014, he had a tough time really finding a home. His longest stint was three years with Philly. Um, And after that, he's just been pretty much a journeyman. Uh, I'm curious because, you know, I think he was a part of a good run with the Rangers. If you take Delzato out of that situation, what what are your thoughts on him as a player, right? he, he, He was a scapegoat for a little bit, if I remember correctly. I think everybody liked him, especially initially in this first, like, three years with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like you said, he did become a scapegoat, but that was that was more of the, the Rangers overall, you know, poor performances, and um, maybe he did lose something, or or, or maybe the system changed, and, and you know, I you know who, who can really say. I think he was a very serviceable de- defenseman. I think he had a lot of pressure put on him at a, you know, right out the gate. For the most part, there, there was a huge part of a young D core yeah. for the Rangers at the time, right? You know that that's tough. The thing that sticks out most, uh, besides besides his play and 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 his time with the Rangers, was uh that porn star Lisa Ann calling him out for like thirsting over her and shit, <laughs> like b- bothering her for like a date and shit, and like oh, uh, and she, she put him on blast. That shit was hilarious. Oh man, I remember that now. Holy shit, that is funny as hell. Poor Delzato. I mean, he's just a sweetheart of a guy. Yeah, I don't, you know, I never disliked him, but I, I never really was really in love with him because he was, he was like, a, he was an okay puck mover, but he had no offensive touch, and he wasn't not great. Not for lack of trying. Not for that. Oh, he certainly <laughs> tried way too much. Um, and, his, and defensively, he was like okay, like serviceable, but like not a first, not what you'd expect from a first rounder. Like probably a bust, in, definitionally. Right, a, li- a little undersized for his skill set. Brendan, Brendan what are, I want to hear. I, I need Brendan's thoughts on Delzato because I know they're probably Brendan's all really jet good. lag. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I think, uh, I think he's categorically a bust. You know, I think I like Delzato, or we all like Delzato, because he's he was on that like really really lovable Tortorella team that we remember. I think we remember him fondly because we remember that team fondly. And if you remove him from that scenario, I think he's, you know, fine, but forgettable. You know, he's the average – he's Patrick Nimmer. Well, Delzato, enjoy retirement. Stop, get off Instagram. You know, when, when we were Stop. getting ready for this – when we were getting ready for this episode, I was like, oh, let me try to, like, think of a Delzato moment that stands out to me. And, like <laughs> – you like the porn star thing is the only thing that happened. <laughs> like that's literally nothing else happened. There's there's been there's been no other reason to say that guy's name for the last fifteen years. I used to call oh. him Deli Z. That was his nickname that I had for him. Del Z. <laughs> Deli Z. Deli Z. Oh, that's nice. Deli Z. Yeah, it was my own little pet name for for Delzato that nobody else knew but me. Yeah, like I never, I never heard you say it, but I like it. You just when you're thinking yeah. about him to yourself at night, you just go, "Oh, yeah. Deli Z." Yeah, when I'm driving yeah. home from work, and it's like, you know, it's kind of raining a little bit, and the sun's <laughs> going down. Deli Z, uh-huh. why can't you be with me? 
Oh my god, remember Jelly? Oh my god, you remember Jelly Z? Who? You know, Zots. What? Yeah. Zots? That's awful. <laughs> That's almost as bad as Deli Z. That was my uh <laughs> that was my pet name for him. Yeah? Yes, sir. <laughs> no lie. <laughs> I used to call him Zeldato. <laughs> I mean, we're, running we're running out of steam on this issue, I think. Yeah, I think so. All right, All right so let's Well, get... just like your career in this segment, Delzato, <laughs> enjoy retirement. It's an excellent Good transition. <laughs> All right, so another former Ranger. This uh, post was posted on Instagram and, you know, probably more fondly loved by Ranger fans, probably still. Still. Better performer. And actually, he's actually gotten better with age. Uh, is uh, Matt Zuccarello. Oh, yeah. Matty Z. Matty Z? Yeah. <laughs> Not Zooks. No, you no. know. <laughs> Matty Z. It was a tweet that was posted to Instagram. You know how this shit goes. Who cares? Basically, they were calling out that Zook is entering his 15th year in the NHL, which is pretty wow. good. For like, nuts. That is nuts, right? And he just had his two highest scoring seasons which is nuts, right? It doesn't hurt that you're playing with, like, some of the best offensive players in the league over yeah. in uh, Minnesota. Kaprizov is definitely the best offensive line mate he's ever had. Oh, I, hands down. I mean, he's no Benoit Pouliot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ten years ago, he had that – remember he had that brain injury? We had to learn how to oh, talk when, again? When McDonough killed him? When yeah. McDonough When McDonough actually murdered Matt Zuccarello on the ice? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was just that it was that was like a blind pass across, and he just got fucking creamed, like an open. Uh, no, he, he, no, it was a slap shot from the point. It cracked right. him right oh. in the side of the head. Yeah, that's right. That was a scary. That was a scary game. But yeah, like this guy is, he's like a fine wine. Sorry, I'm still pretty convinced that we win the cup if we if Zook doesn't go down that year in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean but, he he was the fi- he was the spirit of that team. He really was. He was like the heart and soul. He he was the Frodo Baggins. Yeah. Or was he the Sam Wise Gamgee? Oh, that's even better. Because Sam Wise Gamgee, for all you nerds out there, you know, he's the real hero of the story. Because Frodo wasn't going to throw the ring into the fires of Mount Doom. So, so okay. So, which rain? Let's do <laughs> Lord of the Rings characters as Rangers. Let's do this right now. Oh, oh, Brendan, it's the freaking off season, man. Like, we're desperate. Um, all right. So, who. I don't know. I'll just name the characters I know, and then All I'll right. let you guys so we'll, figure we'll, it out, okay? We'll, we'll, just, we'll just do the nine, right? So, Who's yeah, you have Legolas, blonde hair, badass. Wait, uh, uh, now, what's the steps? Are, are we talking, like, all-time rangers? Are we talking... No, the current, 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 current rangers. Current rangers. Current rangers. All right, so Zuccarello can't be a fucking hobbit then. No, but he's inspired this conversation, so this is okay. from Fine. him. He could be like Gandalf or some shit like that. I don't know how that works. No, no, because we got a Gandalf. We got to figure out who Gandalf is. All right, so so we're we'll thinking about the sniping ability, which Legolas, with his arrows, will say, obviously, Legolas, Panarin. Legolas, Le, yeah, Legolas is also like fancy on his feet. You yes. know what I mean? He's running on people's fucking heads. You know Runs what I mean? on top of snow. Like, he's he's crazy, light of foot. Yeah, I'm gonna say so, Breadman is Legolas. Panarin? Yeah, 100%. yeah, I, I can see that. All right. Uh, what about Aragorn? So Aragorn, Ooh, son that? of Arathorn, uh, captain, Rangers. Uh, you know, King of Gondor. Who is that? Would, would we say? Would we say Kreider? <laughs> we'll say no, so, Kreider for that. Uh, so here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, because like to me, Aragorn is two different characters. It's like there's like Aragorn, like the like I'm the King Aragon, and then there's like Strider Aragon. But you know, and then you also have his elvish name, which I can't remember at this point. Yeah, um, we're not gonna get that. We're not gonna get that. Dude. <laughs> so I'm gonna say, I'm, gonna say <laughs> I'm sorry that for I agree, Panarin is Legolas, and for me, Aragon is Zabanajad. Okay. I, I mean, I would say Kreider because he's he's been here the longest. He he's got the uh, the je ne sais quoi. He's got that uh, that leadership ability, that quiet leadership, which Strider and Aragon was because he did refuse the call 
to take his rightful place as the heir of Gondor um, until the end until the end of you know the trilogy. So heard heard. <laughs> but all right, let, let's move to Gimli. Gimli. No, no, no. I'm or... I'm moving to second. It's, this is for yeah. my edification. Okay. Okay. Uh, Everything um, you say makes total sense, but the long hair. So I'm gonna go back to Zavanichad. Uh Frodo. Ooh. And again, uh, we're only um, naming characters that I know I can visualize who they are when I look at a character list. So so I, I would say Frodo, you know, we'll, we'll say one of the kids like Lafreniere. Well, not only is he short shorter in stature, but he has this all this immense pressure put on him. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. That's yeah. good. Love that. I agree. Okay, that's good. Okay. Let me go back to my character <laughs> list. Uh, um, G- Gimli, uh, son of Gloin. No, no, Gandalf. Gandalf. We're going in alphabetical order. Gandalf. See, for, like, I don't know. All right. How about. We'll let so you then have, you'd have to. We'll, we'll let you have Kreider as Aragon and then Zabanajan as Gandalf. But that, in, in, in what sense? Like, all right. So, 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 so Gandalf, you know, dies and comes back as, as the white wizard, right? So oh, and, and Gandalf's like a, th- a couple thousand years old or something. He's one of the Maiar. Um <laughs> You're such a fucking man. Are we getting too into the weeds with this? No, right dude, now? let's go. This is why we're doing it. Like, I want you guys to get as far into this as possible. This is the funniest thing I've experienced. In so why, is it, so why are we friends with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> so all right. So listen. I'll, you're gonna tell I'll, me that yeah, that you're gonna tell me that Zabanajad doesn't look like a fucking wizard. Grow up, bro. Grow up. Yes, he he looks he looks like a like a jinn. Close. Oh, God. That's that's close. Uh, all right, so Gandalf, who do we have? Zabanajad. Zabanajad. Dave, do you okay. agree? Sh- uh, sure. For the sake of moving to the next character yeah okay fine because we're we have we're, we have four of them in that's pretty good um gimli that's easy that's true but gimli is like a fucking battering ram he gets in there he fucking he fucks shit up even you know and gimli is short and he's he's much of a sprinter i mean not that true is a small guy but he ain't the biggest guy on the ice for sure and he gets he gets shit done and when shit happens everybody notices I don't know. I don't know. I hear I hear you. But to me, like Truba gives me like Boromir vibes. Boromir sacrifices uh, himself. Okay, so I, I think of Gimli. I think of, like, I, for me, like Ryan Lindgren is my Gimli. You know what okay. I mean? He's feisty, he's a little guy, he'll fuck okay. up, he gets in the dirty places. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. I'm I'm not gonna uh, I I won't fight you on that. That, right. That's 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 sound enough for me. Sound enough reasoning. Right. How about Gollum? <laughs> well, uh, he, he wasn't he wasn't one of the fellowship, but uh, I, these just are just characters who I I can identify oh, who they are by reading their name. I could just tell you these things. Yeah. Keep in mind this has already gone on for far too long. <laughs> <laughs> Dave said we're gonna do nine. We're only yeah. at six well, now. The, fe- the the fellowship has nine. That's why I'm saying the guy okay. is not part of the fellowship. Yeah, but I okay. If you like, you guys said Boromir, right? And I don't yeah. know who that is, and that's not funny for me to listen to you guys talk about. Well, that this... was Sean Bean's character who takes like fucking seven arrows to the chest from Orakai. So that's definitely Truba. That's definitely Truba. <laughs> Truba. Okay. Okay. Truba is Boromir. Yeah. I see. I hearing that, I would say Lindgren. I think you have right, Gimli and Boromir mixed up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because because Lingren take gets fucking beat up taking shots all the fucking yeah. time, and he only misses like a couple games a season. Okay, well let's do the last one. I'm gonna pick a good one here. I didn't hear a golem, but we'll skip it. Uh, let's see. You got to do. There's four hobbits. You have Samwise, Frodo, Merry, and Pippin. We already did Frodo. We did Frodo. I think that's, I think that's easy, right? So Frodo's <laughs> Lafreniere. Yeah. I would say Sam is Keandre Miller because he's like because Keandre is Lafreniere's like major support system on the team. Okay. 
Then you've got fucking Merry and Pippin, and that's the other two kids. That's Kako and Braden Schneider. Yeah. Because I, I was thinking Kako would be one of the two, uh, Merry or Pippin. Uh, I would I would say Pippin because uh, which no, is the I'd one say... which is the one that 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 gets stuck being like Boromir's dad's fucking slave. That's Mary, yeah. I think. Mariana, fool of a took. Yeah, the one the one who looks in like the crystal ball. Like I can imagine like Kako accidentally looking at an evil crystal ball, and then somebody being like Kako, what happened? And he was like, ball is so nice. First of all, was so nice. Okay. And then, yeah, Pippin, Pippin is Schneider. He's, he, he follows suit. He does what he, you know, he's supposed to do. He, uh, he finds the courage to embiggen right. himself in, in right. any situation. He beca- doesn't, he's the one who becomes like a fucking rider of Rohan. Yeah, he, he rides with uh, Eowyn against the, uh, the charging armies. Carlo's absolutely loving this. This is the funniest <laughs> shit. All right, hold on. Wait, which... Who's Heedle then? Faramir. That's yeah. a good one, Faramir. Yeah, or yeah. or you could even say Shesterkin can be Faramir. Nah. Dutiful, gives gives up his his body, even though he's uh lives under the shadow of Boromir. I just read that from yeah. the website here. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's not as loved by oh. his father as Boromir loves uh is loved. So wait, who loves anyone more than they love Shesterkin? I don't understand. How is Shesterkin giving Faramir? So you know, like Shesterkin. All right, so all right, so since Shesterkin literally takes shots every game, we can make him. You're Boromir. gonna make him fucking Boromir. Boromir was a was a true hero. He 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 had a, his moment of of uh, of of like uh, of temptation, but he denied it and ultimately. He he did his duty in protecting Frodo from being captured by the Urukai and the and other I've, hobbits. I've decided that for me, Shesterkin is one of the big tree beards. Well, tree beards one character, and they're called Ents. Yeah, <laughs> get it That's, right, Brendan. Yeah, bro. <laughs> what the fuck. That's what I've for no reason. I have, there's no reason why. I've just decided. Carlos, okay. The love okay. of God. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. 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 Listen. Um, we mentioned Truba, so that's a great segue into this next segment here. Jacob Truba, he's now an artist. He's been posting pictures of some of his uh, artwork on Instagram. Looks like he's using like his hockey equipment to create, like, to use his body to paint. Yeah, I mean, some of it's pretty interesting. I, I like the way some of it looks. Um, I have, I do have some opinions on it, uh, but I want to hear your your takes first, Brent, Dave. I know you were about to spill your guts on it before the before the show, so I want you to go ahead and jump into it now, and then Brendan well, will get to your, yours. Yeah, yeah, I got to see what well, he posted like four or five different uh, works that he did, and he's you know. It's good because it's like it's like some like a like a splatter technique that he uses and like mm-hmm. you know sort of, sort of like you know Jackson Pollock or something, but it's more uh there's more of a picture at least from most of what people recognize Jackson Pollock's paintings uh you know what they look like, um, but you know there is a lot of things you can visualize like hockey things like you know hockey sticks uh, players like in like these different in like almost like a moving form. Um, I I enjoy it. You know, I think his color his color uh, selections are really nice. They're it's not overstated. It's very like very humble or modest or you know I don't I don't know the right you know I don't have the right vernacular for it. Yeah, I think he's I think he's got a, a uh, I think he's truly passionate and I think he does have a future in doing it. Like, I mean, have you seen some of like Sly Stallone's paintings? Yo, he's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, dude. Ch- check out some of fucking Stallone's uh like paintings that he's done. And they go for buco bucks. It's funny that you mentioned slide because Truva's paintings sort of remind me of the super abstract shot of of Apollo and Rocky punching each other at the end of yes. three. Mm, yes. So it's funny. Uh, I'm looking at them now. His Instagram post. So it looks like he like paint like he had he painted half of his body and was like pressing his body 
mm-hmm. up against the canvas. I don't know. I think it's super cool. You know, uh, I, I obviously this is probably going to be donated. This is for charity, I'm assuming. More than like the actual art itself, I just think it's cool that he's like embracing New York in this way. Like, yeah. this is a very like I'm an I like I am a New Yorker. This is what I do in my free like I'm a I am a notable member of the community in New York City, and I'm gonna make cool abstract art and then donate donate the proceeds you know yeah uh, he's he's not a one-dimensional person like yeah just a hockey yeah. player yeah i love that i love when when athletes come to new york and who they are as people starts to come out i mm-hmm. think that's super cool and it doesn't happen in enough cities um like hank becoming a dj yeah well you do, i mean hank's a really good example uh but like mika like, like mika becoming a dj but like Hank's a really good example of a person who came to New York as just a hockey player and has turned into much more than a hockey player. You know, he has turned into uh, like a true member of the New York community and a model. And it's cool to see other Rangers doing similar things. And, you know, like, I don't want to keep like doubling back to the Jets because this is a hockey podcast, but like... (laughs) Is anyone else paying attention to like how revitalized and how brand new Aaron Rodgers is? And like, he's going to Broadway plays and he's going to, he was, you know, he was at the U S open and he's like, he's like, you know, it turns out he's artistic and like, that's what I like to see. I like to see people come to New York and embrace being in the spotlight and embrace being, you know, a a person with depth and personality, like those are the types of people I want to see play hockey in New York or play on the hundred percent. All Aaron Rodgers had in Green Bay was like I don't know cheese. beer, cheese yeah. and cheese and beer yeah. and you can go get a butter burger. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you, you, as you were go talking, Brendan, I kept thinking of Sean Avery. Where like he's yeah. kind of been an asshole everywhere, but really when he came to New York, his assholeness was on the ice, but then off the ice, he really was like, ex- you know, becoming like this like cultured person and like getting involved in fashion and owning Absolutely. restaurants. And he's still living in New York. He's freaking in Oppenheimer. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, I mean, this is, I, I, I think New York, you know, which is why mm-hmm. everyone goes to try to live in New York is it brings that out of you. Right. It, it, right. It's, it's like a way of survival mechanism in New York. Um, I mean, there are just people, there are athletes who are just members of, of the New York community now, like Hank, like McEnroe. And I think, like, I would love to see that be true of the future. Like, how cool would it be to just, like, 20 years from now, just Jacob Trouba's spotting is in Manhattan. He's doing an art show somewhere around. You know what I mean? Like, That'd be so fucking cool. And like, that's what we love. We love when our people stick around. Like we love bumping into, like we love seeing Derek Jeter on the street. We love seeing David Wright on the street. Like those are the things we love. And that one of the things that makes New York a really special place. I'm I'm here for it. So, uh, so here's my Truba art take, right? Um, And this comes from, and I love, Everything you guys have said is correct, 100% correct, right? It's it's cool that he's doing this. He's embracing the side of himself that you don't the hockey players don't typically do. I think the art itself while neat that he's doing it kind of sucks. Um and this, <laughs> and this is me coming from like I you know uh, uh, my background and uh, my education. It's like there are some really interesting compositions here for sure. I won't deny it. I, I think that one where it's like the three silhouettes of a hockey player are neat. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, the that one, cool. the, the the brown with the black, white, and red, like it's a cool composition, right? Like it, there's definitely some really interesting. This is the one where it's like he's going down and up, and really cool compositions. I think that because it's hockey made by a hockey player, it cheapens it. Mm. Uh, and I'm speaking, and again not taking anything away from Truba, everything, all the positive things you two have said are absolutely 100% true. 
I'm coming to this purely as like from an art critic lens. And I think that if another artist made these exact paintings, they would be, you know, they would be hung up in the MSG hallways or sold at a Garden of Dreams auction, which these very well might be. And that's perfect, right? The fact that it's Jacob Truba doing it, it's, it's, it's like been diminished even more than that, right? Is this high art? No. Is it an attempt at high art? Maybe. Is this likely, and again, from my background in the art world, is this likely an attempt at money laundering? Absolutely 100%. What? <laughs> yeah. That's all the art world is, man. So if, so if those of you don't know, it's like I, I spend a couple hundred bucks. I make a, a painting. Someone buys it. Some anonymous uh, person buys it for $100,000. That $100,000 goes to the gallery. They pay me $50,000. And that fifty other $50,000 goes to the gallery. And they go buy more art. And it's a way for people to move money around anonymously to buy things that don't have an intrinsic value, right? So, yes, I think that it's smart for Truba to do this. He's in New York. He's got to make get that bag. He's got to move, help people move their money. He's not laundering his money. He's helping others launder their money. Um, or he's the vehicle in which um, it will be moved. So, again, That's a very, very very cynical take no on... that's a very very that's a factual reality about the art world i'm sorry you don't maybe you don't want to hear it but would you pay what, what did like a fucking andy warhol painting go for why is that millions of dollars because some idiot wanted to hide millions of dollars in of value in a painting instead of having it in his bank account money laundering i think i think there's a movie uh about that where like the mafia get into like they get in cahoots with like a gallery owner and yep. like they start buying paintings and, and jacking it up and then she'll resell it and tout this oh this look at this famous you know this up-and-comer guy just discovered him and you know it's a way you know it, it's about exactly what you said money laundering yeah and again like i think that i i, I absolutely encourage jacob Trouber to continue making these body paintings they're awesome like i do like what he's doing it's a little bit reminiscent of that playboy farrah fawcett video where she was rolling around in the paint um <laughs> i don't know i'm dating myself now but i mean i <laughs> encourage him to keep doing it i think if my advice to jacob truba if you're listening if you're serious about getting into the art world don't paint with your hockey stick and your pads like continue with the abstract stuff your comp your sense of composition is really good. Keep it up. Your color combinations are good. Keep it up. And are you are you writing this down, Jacob? You write it down. If you know, <laughs> you can just email me contact at rangerthingspodcast.com. I will be more than happy to be your um, mentor. I don't know. Yeah, I could see like I could see this being his um, you know first you know first step into mm -hmm. the world of art, and you know he's doing something that he knows. Mm -hmm, which is mm -hmm. hockey and the fact that it's hockey related makes me think even more that there's going to be some sort of garden of dreams yeah situation with these paintings uh but yeah i don't know i, th I don't feel that passionately about it either way i just i think it's cool <laughs> yeah i mean it, i mean it is cool you're absolutely right and I, you know what can i just say that i just think it's like because we get absolutely nothing from the, from the nhl like there's just nothing it is the it is like it's it has the least personalities mm -hmm. of all the major sports. Like it's just cool to see hockey players being people. Yeah. Outside of the league, because we never get to see that. We never get to engage with these people at all because they are so sheltered by the league. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, I, I and again, I, I agree that like it's good that Troubadour does this, and it's good for the NHL to have people be people in their league, right? But from the art world perspective, this is where social media has killed everything because you're supposed to fail forever as an artist until you do something actually worth a damn for people to look at. If these are his mm -hmm. first, I don't know if these are his first eight paintings. I'm probably not, but if they are. 
they should not be visible to people. Like an mm. artist is not going to be like, oh, my first eight paintings are amazing. No, they're going to suck and you're going to experiment and you're going to figure shit out. And then it's like, okay, maybe after a while I'll, I'll, I'll have one I like. But social media is like, I just want to take a picture of everything I paint and put it up on Instagram and get validation, right? So yeah. I'm not saying that that's what happened with Truba, but I think that like, you're not allowed to mature as an, you have to mature as an artist publicly. So everyone sees the bad shit before they see the good shit. Mm. Anyway, that's my two cents. Um, follow follow me, subscribe to the website. I'll have an art talk every week. Uh <laughs> <laughs> on the premium tier, it'll be $35 a month. Um, yeah. So we don't have much here, but uh, I think we'll probably chat for a bit about it. Patrick Kane, right? Yay. Let's talk about Patrick Kane again. You know, it's it, it seems old hat, but, you know, a lot of fans, they kind of want him back. Some fans, they don't want him back. He's healing. He's on track. He's on recovery. He's on schedule from the surgery. He's going somewhere. Um, and Arthur Staples from The Athletic, the Rangers writer there, he speculates that uh, Kane's going to sign in New York in November, which I don't know how that works, but it, that's what he says. And then, like, a day later, uh, what's his name? Dietz from... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, John Dietz. He uh, says that Kane wants to go to the Red Wings. It's just the it's just the like he said once he'll follow the Brinkat wherever yes. the Brinkat goes. Yeah, I, I saw this. Yeah, I think he I think he wants to go to a contender though. You know, uh, I think so that Ottawa. was said. So you should go to Ottawa is what you're saying. Yeah, bro. <laughs> eighth, eighth eighth place team. I mean, if he wants to go to a contender, he's going to have to take a huge pay cut because they're contenders without him, right? Right. Does he think yeah. that? Does he think that Detroit is close enough that he's going to help? Like they can get them in the playoffs? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, does he think his chemistry with DeBrinkat is going to put them over the top? I don't know. Does he just like the guy? I don't know. I don't know how this all works. But it's it's just interesting to me because last season he would only go to New York. Yeah. And now he's willing to go all sorts of different places. Allegedly. Allegedly. God, that would be such a that would be such a massive kick in the dick for Chicago if Kane went to to, to the Red Wings. Oh, oh yeah, I mean, funny, yeah, hysterical, <laughs> but definitely a kick in the dick. Speaking of Patrick Kane, you know what I saw on Twitter today, uh, with which was definitely fake, but definitely scared the shit out of me in the moment. I don't remember who tweeted it. But it was uh, it was a picture of Kane, and next to it, it was like Toronto Maple Leafs, like like their graphics, and it was Patrick Kane signed one year deal, and it was like breaking news: Toronto Maple Leafs social media team accidentally tweets this fucking picture early before it was supposed to be announced, and like I immediately went to Leafs Twitter, and it wasn't there, which would make sense because it was an accident, and they took it down. Uh, but, like, after just, like, 15 seconds of digging, I was like, oh, this is fake. Yeah. But that's horrifying. If he signs to Toronto, what, how much is he making? It was like, I, I think it was, hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on. I think it was something ridiculous. I don't think it said, it, it didn't say any money. No, it didn't, it didn't have a price tag. It was just Patrick Kane signs a one-year deal. But like, I don't even know how much they'd be able to pay him. Like, what do you like? Do you want to play in in a, like a magical world where this could be real? Like, well, how that would even work? Like, I, how could they even pay him? You know, it's actually funny you bring this up because in the hockey news, their Toronto writer wrote a whole piece about Pat two days ago about Patrick Kane should not come to Toronto, and it's like, well, was it? No one even said that yeah. was going to happen. That's just what they do in Toronto. That's just what they do. Yeah. So I chalk it up to that. And they're like, oh, well, we they already have to have a short roster because they're already over the cap. And if Patrick Kane comes in, depending on how much he makes, they're going to have to get rid of another one of their wingers who desperately needs time. And where would he even fit? He has to be on the first two lines. It's like they go into all the scenarios. And at the end of it, the last sentence, it's like, 
this would not work out for the Toronto Maple Leafs or Patrick Kane. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Like, there's <laughs> no possible way that this could happen. You got to remember that, like, in Toronto, like, it's it's like it's weird comparing Toronto media, like Maple Leaf media, to Ranger media or any other hockey media that we get, because it's like hockey's not what it like. Hockey in New York is not hockey in Toronto. You yeah. know what I mean? Hockey in Toronto is like the the Maple Leafs are tantamount to like the Yankees. Mm-hmm. You know and. If you were to read, if you read the back pages, you know the sports sections of of every New York publication, it's like there's always some sort of crazy, out of the box fan theories coming from actual beat writers, where they link every single fucking player in the MLB to the Yankees somehow, and that's what Toronto does with the Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Every day in Toronto, some fanboy Homer beat writer is like, you know, if you know, this is this is the scenario where Connor McDavid comes to the Maple Leafs and we don't lose anybody, right? You know, and it could definitely happen. They just they link everybody to the Maple Leafs. Yeah, I I used to listen to Sportsnet podcasts a lot, and. There, it was good, like regular NHL coverage, but like 50% of every one of the episodes were dedicated to the leaves because it's a Toronto, they're Toronto based. So it's like, oh, yeah, you get your roundup of the, the previous night's games, and then here's your Maple Leafs talk. And it was just like completely shit on like fucking at the time, Nazem Kadri for 25 minutes. It's like, oh my God, like they hate everybody. I, I could have told you a lot of the gossip about the Maple Leafs back then. And Nazem yeah. Kadri got a raw deal. This guy was fucking too good for the Maple Leafs. So is Phil Castle. So is Phil Castle. So is Phil. Oh, Phil Castle. They, but that thing is, they loved Phil Castle until the hot dog story came out. And Phil the Glizzy King Castle. <laughs> Phil the Glizzle. <laughs> man. And you, he still takes, he took the cup to Toronto again after this win. That's beautiful. God, I love that he won the cup. Amazing. But like the best thing about Toronto's media being the way it is, like the thing that makes it the funniest is how much of an absolute lock the Maple Leafs embarrassed. Like it is that the Maple Leafs will will be bounced from the playoffs in some sort of embarrassing fashion yeah. every year, because every single year they're just so convinced. They're like that. Remember Fifty First Dates? Remember Tom from Fifty First Dates? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where it's like his memory reset every 10 seconds. That's Toronto. That's Maple Leafs Nation. Every year they're like, this is it. They're like, like this is undoubtedly, unquestionably our year. Yeah. And, and, and then <laughs> just complete and utter failure every year. I hope I hope Kane goes there. I hope Kane goes there. All right. So speaking of Kane, we're gonna play a game called Ooh. Good idea, bad idea. Whose line is it anyway? Okay. Um, good idea, bad idea. I will prov- I will say an idea. Dave and Brendan, you have to tell me if it's a good idea or a bad idea. You can justify it if you like. And then I'll tell you who's right and wrong. Whoever wins. Wait, so we have the option to just be like, bad idea, and that's it. No you could. You, you could. Um, is that fun listening? Probably not. Actually, at this pay- at this point, at this episode, yeah, it probably is a good idea. But <laughs> I'll give you the rationale of why the answer is correct or not. Anyway, for, so. for you fan, for you, for for all of our dedicated fans, due to the magic of post editing, what you won't know is that I actually at- fell asleep during this. Maybe the recording of this episode. You know, I'm I'm <laughs> toying with the idea of keeping the whole thing in because there was some good stuff leading up to this moment. Like it's kind of good. Um. <laughs> all right. Are we re- let's play good idea, bad idea. Let's play. All right. The first idea: remove the salary cap. Dave. Um, I think it's a good idea. I, I think it, it does harken back to I think one of the the last good idea, bad idea. 
where it's gonna it's gonna make more uh, put more pressure. It's gonna make the off season more exciting. Uh, the big name teams, which are the ones that should be you know getting most of the attention, you know, are gonna be able to flex their 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 wallets, and it'll get rid of unnecessary talent that's spread out on these fucking dying franchises in Arizona and things like that. All right, uh, Brendan. Good idea. I don't give a fuck about parody. Never have, never will. Well, you're both wrong. It's a bad idea because the cap brings parody. And parody's dumb. Says you. So the second <laughs> idea, um, raise the salary floor. Dave. Good Good idea. Why not? Like, you know, just it just, it just makes sense. You know, you, you know, I, you can't have these teams keep fucking putting together these shit rosters, you know, and or they'll just eat, they'll eat their cap space with like overpaid uh, people out of their prime who have nothing left in the tank. Yeah. Brandon, uh, good idea. It forces unserious owners out of the league, and uh, I would go one step further in saying like ban dead money. Like, you can't take on dead contracts. I like it. Well, you're both correct. It is a good idea for the reasons you've actually stated, both of you. So, good job. Sick. Third Sick, I- the, the third good idea. Job, <laughs> ban fighting. Ooh. Bad idea. Bad, bad, that's, a, that's a bad idea. That Like, I understand you want to cut down on concussions and people having short career spans, but get get rid of the fighting when they fight over a clean hit mm-hmm. that they didn't dis- that they just disagree with because it's their player like fucking throw them out like you if you, if you do that more than once a game so like all right so if Truba hits Kadri and then fucking gets attacked immediately by whoever else on, on you know on the team give them the instigator and give them a warning and then next time it happens they get immediate ejection if, if it's a clean hit and there's no penalty on the play there's no reason why you should be starting a fight because then that that's adding unnecessary, you know, risk for head injuries. Also, people are going to start playing dirtier with their sticks. People are going to start slashing more, hitting in the fucking neck and, and head. You know, remember like Marty McSorley, mm-hmm. who was past his, well past his prime when he fucking hit what Donald Brashear, I think in the head. He fucked, or, or, or yeah, like that, that shit is unnecessary. Just have them fight. That's it. You know, it'll get some. You know, hopefully, keep the dirtiness down in the in the league, and you know, you can actually square up with somebody. You know, when an actual wrong has been committed. Well put, Brandon. I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit here, and I'm going to say, good idea. Uh, I think the game has grown beyond fighting. I think it used to be it used to be part of the actual strategy of your of your game, mm-hmm. and it's not anymore. I think, you know, to Dave's point, if you got if you banned fighting over what were clean hits, you would already get rid of about eighty five percent of all fighting. So why not just go with the other fifteen percent? You know, it it's in today's game, fighting is so just like it's they like fighting is barely a fight. It's not like it's the fucking seventies and they're knocking each other's teeth out and there's blood all over the ice. Like they throw a couple of haymakers that make contact with shoulder pads, and then they get broken up. That's the fight now. The real danger in acting like a fool out there is having somebody fucking blindside you with a bone crushing hit at some point in the game somewhere else. So I say, yeah, just get rid of it. Just get rid of fighting. Well- well, they, they they got rid of a lot of the blindside hits, you know, uh, you know, hitting a uh, vulnerable uh, uh, players in the league. That 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 has gone down, you know, a lot. And I think for the casual fan to watch, I think when a fight does happen, it kind of you know gets them going. It's like oh, it gets them interested in it, you know. See, so I'm gonna I, go I, ahead. I I'm gonna dis- I'm gonna disagree as well. I think that there's like hard data out there. If we actually went to look for it, there's hard data. That says the casual fan, the looky loo, is turned off by the fighting, and that it pushes them away from hockey. We're the ones who like the fighting. Those of us who have been here forever, we're the ones who like the fighting, and it's it's the new fan, the casual fan, 
who will turn on a game, see the fight, and be like, oh, this is dumb. I want to watch people compete, not fight. I, I, I respectfully disagree. All right. Well, the verdict is in. It's a bad idea because rats will run the rink. Ch- change the playoff format to the best eight in each conference. Good idea. Fuck all this. Like you know, you got to You got to be the, the best. Straight eight. Give me the straight eight. The straight best eight teams. Um, yes, I know the schedule doesn't. You know, not everybody plays the same team, so you know the different strengths and schedule and all that stuff. But you know, that's where all the other games come in when you're playing divisional games or whatever, like, you know, just it'll make every game more meaningful if it's just the eight best teams, mm-hmm. you know, instead mm-hmm. of just beating your division rivals. So give me straight eight. Yeah, that's it. That, that, that is it. That's end of post. Send tweet. Brandon. Send tweet. Uh, I'm going to say bad idea. Straight eight is not enough to fix the problem. Okay. You want to well, fix the problem with playoff hockey? One through sixteen. That's what I want to see. I want to see like play one to sixteen. I want I want the regular season to mean something again. And I'm t- so tired of watching what is clearly the inferior conference have teams just coast to the fucking finals. Well, the Eastern Conference is just a bloodbath every year. Make it straight to the team so that every Western Conference team can be eliminated in the first round. And we can get, like, real exciting playoff hockey from the teams I, that actually matter in this league and aren't I, I here to the forced parity. So, you're, 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 not, you're not wrong, uh, but I, I think before that is done – there needs to be a restructuring of all the co- the divisions and conferences. Let's restructure everything. Let's move teams. Let's move them. Well, yes. Let's move them. This is supposed to be Ideally. a quick segment, guys. We're going to roll a pass. Send tweet. Send tweet. All right. The answer is it's a good idea because the better team should be in the playoffs. Brendan, you did say bad idea, but I'm going to give you the point anyway because I like your spirit. Thanks, bud. <laughs> okay. Final question. Prohibit no trade clauses in most cases. Uh, I mean, shit, that's tough. Uh, I'm kind of on the fence with it because, you know, sometimes it's good. It, you, you know, you have the players staying with a team for longer periods of time. Um, it, it, you know, uh, you, you get it. You, you get the. You can get. You really get the fan base behind the player and team. And they're not just following players around the league and switching allegiances like it is in basketball. Um, so yeah, I uh, no bad idea. Don't don't prohibit no move clauses. All right, Brendan, you have anything? Dave's wrong. It's a great idea. Ban them completely. No no move clauses. They should not be allowed. Send tweet. Matter- yeah, well, I want to see more movement. Dave, your point about things being like things should be more like basketball. You know what basketball does that hockey doesn't? Gets people to turn their games on. Except for the three of us on this podcast, apparently. (laughs) You want to know why? Because (laughs) basketball is exciting and progressive and exciting. Basketball is super exciting. The most basketball exciting part of a exciting. basketball game, the only exciting part, is the last two minutes, which takes about a half an hour. The last you know two minutes disag- of the game. Do you know who disagrees with you? All of America. Yeah. Do you know what, when, when how many people in the world thought the world was flat? That's, a, that's the a, majority that's a, of the world. That's a, that's, that's a <laughs> false. You can't go by numbers, dude. Most people are fucking dumb. Okay. All right. Well... Prohibiting no trade clauses in most cases is a good idea because GMs are idiots. Brendan, you get the point. I almost deducted half a point because you said that basketball is exciting, but I figured, I figured it's better in the true spirit of hockey to end this game in a tie. You both got three points out of five, and that's it for this bring week. Ties back in, bring ties back in hockey. That's next week's question. Uh, that's it for this week. 
Uh, thank you all for listening. Remember, visit our website, rangerthingspodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, rangerthings23. And send us an email, contact at rangerthingspodcast.com. For David Pacheco. Um, I just want everybody to remember 9-11 uh, tomorrow. Oh, and um, being a New Yorker. And I think, you know, we should never forget everyone. So, Guys, remember being night. a New Yorker. Even if you're... No matter where you are in the world, remember being a New Yorker. We were all New Yorkers on that day. For Brendan Lyons. Have a nice night, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Carlo Montanino. See you all next week. Thank you.